now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. And we have a few guests on the show today to uh, help us navigate these treacherous... I don't know, uh, airflow, uh, it's crazy what's going on in Florida this week. Now, we are taping the show on a uh, on a Tuesday because Hurricane Ian, I think I'm saying it right. Is that right, Dennis? Ian, Hurricane yeah, it's Ian. Ian. Uh, yeah. Is threatening Florida, which is where the Just Plane Radio broadcast crew is located. I'm in Orlando, Dennis in Fort Myers. He's going to get it first. It looks like we're, I'm going to get it second. So maybe he'll be able to give me a little preview of how things go. We don't, we don't know yet, but you know, we we figure we better uh, get ahead of this storm, literally, or we may not have a show this week. Uh, next week is fifty uh, fifty at this point because it it looks a little ugly. So you know, we're doing what we can to navigate uh, accordingly and uh, maybe throw out a few tips if you find yourself facing down some ugly weather here uh for your for your aircraft and yourself for that matter so dennis first off you're in fort myers do you have your mooney locked down and ready to go for this hurricane yes i do it is in the hangar we've got the doors down and the uh, reinforcing braces are installed we want to make sure that uh, nothing's going to cause those 18 foot uh, door sections to bow in the middle or anything like that so we're, we're doing everything we can make sure it's all prepared yeah now you're talking about the doors of your hangar uh, and yes. our garage okay yes well yeah. yeah it's weird it's not a single piece door like a typical hanger where you've got you know a big you know 40 foot wide bifold it's actually two separate doors and they're just that they're more or less a, a residential garage door so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that there's no chance that that steel door is going to buckle you know in the 18 foot segment so we have a little bit of additional bracing inside just to Right. Help with the wind load. Well, yeah, you want to bring it inside if you can, if you have that luxury of having your own personal hangar and or garage like uh, Captain Dennis. Uh, but, but what about Scott Ashton from Aerox is with us as well. He has a new Mooney. Is this making you a little nervous, Scott, uh, bearing down your first hurricane with your new airplane? So, you know, finding hangar space down in Florida or actually anywhere is, uh, you know, next to, next to finding a little nugget of gold. So, right. um, so I've been out in a tie down, which just breaks my heart, but Uh-oh. a very good, a very good friend of mine said, Hey, I'm still up, uh, I'm up North. I'm going to send you my key and I've got the airplane tucked safely away in a, in a hangar. Uh, in Naples, so okay. I'm resting easy. Well, I'm resting I thought you were going to call up Captain Dennis and, and see if you could sweet talk his wife. Because didn't you have both planes together and like, hey, they fit in here. We did. And my <laughs> wife said there's no way her car is sitting outside oh, so that somebody can put another oh, plane man. in our hangar. Wow. She just doesn't understand. Yeah. I, I don't know. You didn't sweet talk her enough when you visited there, Scott. It sounds like to me. Yeah, but, no, I'm not but, very good at that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but you got in a hangar regardless. A friend helped yeah, you Yeah, it's in a hangar. And, you know, my, my view is... For right now, for the next 24 hours, the insurance company owns the airplane. And if I get it back, I get it back. And right. if not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to 
drive myself crazy over it. Well, yeah, there's only so much you can do. I mean, if you have exactly. a hanger, obviously that's the base ca- best case scenario. But if you don't, I mean, AOPA put out some last minute uh, suggestions on what you could do. And some of them are kind of unique. Should we run through these real quick, Dennis? Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. What do we got? Well, one of the things that I, you know, obviously is to tie it down. And, you know, that that's really important. Uh, but what people forget is that airplanes like to fly, and it doesn't matter if they're tied down. If the wind's going over the wing, it's going to fly. Right. One of the recommendations is to basically put a uh, a wind fence. And, you know, you're not going to go find that in the Sporties catalog or at Aircraft Spruce. But it is something that you can build relatively easy. It's as simple as like a two by four and maybe some pool noodles for padding. But you strap that down on the wing about two thirds of the way back, you know, where the where the curve of the wing ends. Yeah. And what that'll do is help kill the lift off the wing as the wind is flying across it. Mm-hmm. So then you won't have as much tension on your tie downs, which obviously you're going to want to use some really good tie downs. I mean, it would be, it would be cool to turn your uh, airplane into a kite, but. <laughs> Well, I've always joked about that. The wind's strong enough. Some days you could put a rope on the nose wheel of 150 and probably fly it for free. Right. But the problem is these hurricanes have a tendency to switch gears pretty quick. So it may take off. It may look cool for a few, few, maybe even a minute or two. And then it'll uh, change direction and that plane will not uh, be flying the same way. So I don't think that. Well, Dennis, I, I don't know if you remember at Oshkosh, but when we were getting that big threat of thunderstorms two years ago, People were were lashing uh, mattresses to the top of their wing. Right. Did anything that they can do to to kill the wind. Yep. Hmm. Okay. They weren't trying to sleep on it. They were just trying to kill the wind. Or maybe both. (laughs) People do sleep under the wing. I guess this is another option, sleeping on top of the wing. Okay. All right. Well, so, okay. So, padding the wing to get get, uh, the lift under control is one suggestion. What else do they uh, suggest for hurricane preparation for aircraft? Well, you want to make sure that you clear the area around your airplane if you can. You know, make sure that there isn't loose things that can fly around because, you know, it's not so much the how the wind blows, but what the wind blows. Mm-hmm. So you don't want, you know, debris. So if you can, you know, try to clear that out. Chalk the wheels. I even saw the tip to dig a trench. You know, if you're in a soft area, yeah. uh, dig out underneath the tires so that they have to jump up out of the hole or deflate the tires to make it so they don't roll as easy. Right. Um Install your control locks if you have them. If you don't have them, make one. It's uh, really easy to take a two by four and a, a like a threaded carriage bolt, and you can pass it through the control surface. You know to lock the elevator or the ailerons to keep them from moving. Mm-hmm. Just remember, put a flag on it or something so you uh, and, and check on your pre-flight. If you do that, uh, you don't want to take off with those later. It's really embarrassing. Yes, that wouldn't be good. And uh, I believe there's a couple more in there. Well, yeah, you just cover the thing up. If you have some yeah. kind of tarp or something, would help as well, wouldn't it? Well, preferably not a tarp. You actually want a custom aircraft cover, something that's designed because it's going to fit properly. You put a tarp in there, it's going to flap and breeze, and it may actually cause more damage. Uh, could be, you know scuff your paint, flap around, hmm. wear away. But uh, do that. Also, try to park upwind of other airplanes so if somebody else breaks away, it doesn't blow into you. And that might not be an option in an air park, you know, or uh, an airport where you're on the flight line and everybody's, you know, nose to tail. But if you have the option, you know, get it out in the way, less likely that uh, something is going to blow into you. Yeah. Now, hopefully you're not resorting to this type of last minute uh, you know, dance before a storm. And, and you have 
a uh, evacuation plan. You have a plan to store your aircraft in a friend's hangar or you have one for yourself. That's the best case scenario. But if you don't, well, there's a few tips that'll help you out thanks to AOPA. So you yeah. both have a hangar. You guys are good to go or as good as you're going to be. Are, are you feeling pretty uh, good about the whole situation? Dennis, you may care to make any predictions? Uh, I don't want to predict anything because I'll probably wind up being wrong, but I'm hoping that, you know, this is going to do what it's, what they're claiming and stay offshore. We'll, we'll just have some, you know, 30, 45 mile an hour winds, something like that for, for half a day and yeah. it'll be done. Well, like I said, Dennis is down in Fort Myers, about how far from the coast? Uh, I'm inland about 10 miles, uh, but we're too, out of too close, of too close to the coast. Dennis, let me just tell you right now, I don't like the look to this thing. I, the thing about uh, Hurricane Ian, it is like a massively wide, wide storm. And the strongest winds are on the northeast side of the storm, which is where uh, we're in the crosshairs in Orlando at the moment. Now, if that holds, I don't know. I think you are going to get whacked there pretty good in Fort Myers, yep. too. But And and that's where it's coming. We're getting the yeah. northeast side of it is going to be coming up this way. But it is staying largely offshore um, and arcing more towards Tampa. So. Yeah, We're hoping okay. that the, the, the extreme, you know, the core of the storm is going to stay offshore. Right. We don't but, care about them. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course we do. We don't want anybody to get hurt or have their aircraft bothered by this stuff. And hopefully we'll come away unscathed. But uh, take those tips, you know, uh, heed the warnings, follow what the news is saying. And we may or may not be back next week. We'll have to wait and see. We're going to move on to some other stuff next here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Rose. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's going on? We're losing altitude. I want to try to put her down at that Air Force base. Hey, hang on, Chris. We've got a distress call coming in. Mayday! Mayday! Requesting emergency landing! I see you, pilot. You are clear for landing. This is going to be nuts. God be with them. They did it! And look, they're in love. Oh God, I hope you'll be waiting for me when my plane lands. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We have Scott from Aerox helping us out today as well. And Dennis, we got another passenger on board. Our virtual cruise through the latest aviation news and information. Who would that be? Uh, we have Hank Gibson from Aviators Academy. Uh, I ran into his wife, actually, at the uh, Cirrus event. She's going to sue she, you. Well, no, I didn't run into oh, her. I mean, oh. she was, her and I were holding down the beer line. Oh, uh, and right. uh, we got okay. to talking and about what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, of course, then wrote me and dragged me over to her husband. And so we got to talk to them about the... Uh, the services that they offer for yeah. new Cirrus pilots or really anyone that's flying Garmin G1000 avionics. And like, you know, I like the story here and we need to talk to you because I don't have a lot of time behind a G1000 and I don't know that I'd be comfortable, you know, hopping into a new Cirrus, even though I'm perfectly capable of flying it because I'm not comfortable with the level of, of automation that's available to me that I would feel comfortable jumping out and going flying IFR. I think that he's got a great training program here to solve that. Well, welcome and to think, Just Plain Radio, yeah. Hank. How, how did this come to be? Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, we we found that uh, people just had, they couldn't get the uh, proficiency understanding their glass panels. And uh, that's actually really hard to do, get that proficiency and get that level of understanding in a Garmin G1000, a Garmin perspective. And so at, at the Aviators Academy, we used real-life scenarios in our online training videos to show pilots how to use their glass panels properly and gain that proficiency that they really want. And that leads them to uh, be more proficient and then fly stress-free and more confidently while they're operating their aircraft. How do you do this exactly, uh, Hank? Is it with a simulator type of thing on a, an online course or how or what? Yeah, it's it's an online course. We have video-based training and uh, we have a scenario that is split up into seven different segments and uh, uh, it takes you through an entire IFR trip from San Antonio, Texas to Fort Worth, Texas and back. We do all the ground briefing, all the pre-flight planning, go through weather, alternates, stuff like that. Then we actually, the viewer is in the airplane with us and watching what we do, pushing the right buttons twisting the knobs correctly at the right times, showing the viewer how to do all the tips and tricks with the airplane and the, the avionics so that they have a better understanding of what to do when ATC gives them instructions that they're not used to or that they don't, they don't know simply how to execute on their glass panel. Yeah, you hate it when so, you uh, press the button and you go, oh, crap, I went to the wrong screen. They don't like it when you say that back to ATC, do they? No, that, they're not a fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> Dennis, what do you think about this? 
Well, is this also uh, able to be paced that you could like uh, download a, a G1000 simulator on an iPad or something like that and actually play along and actually do that and get kind of get that muscle memory? Is it kind of designed around using the Garmin simulator as well? So not not yet. Uh, there's there's not a lot of good uh, iPad Garmin G1000 simulators out there or even PC ones. There's good simulators for the GTN750 and the G500 and the G3X, but Garmin didn't really do much with uh, because iPads didn't really exist in 2004 when the G1000 first came out. So they haven't done a lot of good online simulators, uh, but you can take our course and have it playing on your iPad while you're sitting in your airplane or while you're sitting in a simulator at a flight school, or if you have your own simulator and you can follow along, put yourself in uh, the right spot on the simulator, then execute the button push or the knob twist or whatever it is that, that you're trying to figure out how to do on the videos. I like this, Hank. Now, uh, before we continue much further, I got to give the web- website out so people can find this. So how do they find you? Very simple, aviatorsacademy.com. Just go there, and we have our Garmin G1000 course up now. We're planning on doing other courses in the future on the different glass panels. Uh, we'll eventually hit the Avidine GPSs, and if Avidine ever comes up with their upgrade to the their e-Integra system, then we'll have that too. But uh, G1000 Garmin Perspective course right now, which covers a lot of airplanes. I like it. Dennis, that sounds like something you really uh, need to do. Are you? I, right I do because, <laughs> you know, as, as more and more people, listeners are calling me up and asking me to help them do transition training on their airplanes, eventually one of them is going to come up with a G1000 and I'm going to have to be ready. I mean, I got lucky with Scott. He had a uh, Avidine IFD 540 in his new 201. So for me, that was uh, just hopping from one airplane to the next. And, and we'll have to uh, hook up with uh, Tom later in the show because he just got a, his new Vans RV and I went flying with him this weekend. And fortunately, he doesn't have a glass panel. So we were also very comfortable there. Mm-hmm. But he may be looking to do an upgrade here down the road, too. Yep. And so yeah. knowing that there's a course out there to help him transition, because I, I don't know how much of the 787 the buttonology is going to transfer downstream. So Right. And Hank, I assume this came out of uh, necessity. Well, was it for you personally, or you just saw a need in the industry for this type of service, or what? No, I saw the need of my, this is the Aviators Academy is my second company. My first company is called Texas Top Aviation. I do transition training in Cirrus's, Columbia's, the PA-46 line and TBM's. Wow. And people always had the same questions. How do I do this? What button do I push to do this? What happens when ATC tells me this? And I can only help one person at a time sitting next to them. Uh, and Kelsey, my wife, she's my chief idea officer. She actually came up mm-hmm. with the idea of the Aviators Academy and uh, how we could reach more people and help more people learn to better have have better proficiency with their avionics online. I like it. It is like uh, learning a new language or you know, oh, a, a new web platform or whatever. There's always that little learning curve that drives you crazy. You know, like if you're going from a Mac to a PC or something like that, and and uh, these different uh, avionics folks, uh, they have their own little language and, and stuff, and it, it is aggravating when you're trying to switch back and forth. So you kind of have to do that, right, Dennis? Yes, and I think you're going to find that the transition training you go through is going to be far more valuable if you're not spending a whole bunch of time having to learn the avionics. If you already have a good understanding, you can focus on running the airplane and the systems instead of just 
how to twist the knobs to set your frequency and put in a flight plan. So it'll make your the time with uh, uh, Hank and his crew far more effective for you. Well, while uh, trial and error is a good way to learn, it's way no, less not efficient. In aviation, it's not a great way to learn. <laughs> well, they're okay. Yeah, I guess you you got me on that one. Yeah. But, Especially uh, the error part. Right. You don't want to make uh, too many of those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. And uh, so you're, you're looking to expand this into some other avionic systems as time goes on. And in the meantime, once again, they can go to aviatorsacademy.com. Right, Hank? That is correct. All right. Well, thanks for the update. We appreciate you just enlightening our passengers just a little bit more today on Just Plane Radio. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. You got it. Hey, uh, coming up, Captain Tom uh, has just got a new RV. He uh, is transitioning from a Velocity aircraft. He's going to join us next to talk about his progress on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. If this company is a plane, then this is Richard's damn plane. And if he wants to fly it in the side of a mountain, that is his prerogative, and it is our duty. To climb on, strap in, and have a fiery death right behind him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along Captain Dennis Scott from Aerox helping us out. Now we got Captain Tom, who is uh, gone from a Velocity to an RV seven nine twelve nine nine. nine. I knew nine. I, I. I just threw out a bunch of numbers. Eventually, I'd hit one. <laughs> That was correct. All right. Well, welcome, uh, and thanks for joining us in between your hurricane preparations. <laughs> you know, actually, it's a good break right now because I'm sweating bullets right here. It looks like you poured a ten gallon bucket of water on me. So yeah, um, but you're you're going to be well. You're on the uh, east coast of Florida, right? So yeah, but you know the problem is uh, from being an aviator and learning all about climatology and meteorology. Yeah, we are on the dirty side of the, of the hurricane, the well, west side. Right. And that's where they spawn the tornadoes. And uh, and that's historically around here. The last two hurricanes that we had, it was the tornadoes that did all the damage. And the last mm-hmm. hurricane four years ago, uh, it was funny, my son at 1137 says, Dad, I think we, we got we made it through the whole day. And, and I swear to God, a minute later, my phone goes off. Goes, 
Brevard Emergency Manager Alert starts beating and says, Three tornadoes are spotted over Patrick Air Force Base Uh-oh. moving northwest. Right. Well, guess who's northwest? Yep. Me. Mm-hmm. And then about three minutes later, four minutes later, my son says, Dad, it's, it, what's that noise? It sounds like a train coming. I says, mm. It's a tornado. So it took off part of our screen enclosure, took out all my solar panels, and destroyed my dock. So Wow. So, so yeah, Tom, so, Captain Tom is a tornado magnet. Sounds like I am, yeah, so baby. Stay away from him over the next trailer park, Tom. Forty-eight hours, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're in the same boat as uh, Scott from Aerox having a new aircraft. You're a little concerned. Uh, are you Are you going to have it in a hangar, or are you, are you tying it down? What have you done well, with your no, aircraft? It's in, it's in a hangar. It's Good. all I back. Even uh, even though it's in a, it's in a relatively new hangar, and a hangar's supposed to be. 150 mile per hour hanger. So mm-hmm. but I did put some chocks under it and some ropes to just in case. Uh, I don't know why. I just, eh. cause it's my, it's my new toy. That's why. Sure. I exactly. I, I go. A good pilot is uh, overprotective of their aircraft. I think that's you have to do right. everything and then some, uh, yep. it's just, well, it's your baby. Of course it is. And you guys were flying together last week. Weren't you Dennis? That's right. I flew up on Sunday to Merritt Island and uh, met with Tom to do the uh, transition training because even though Tom has got a lot more experience than I do, he doesn't have time in the RV9 that his insurance company wanted him to have before he could go fly solo. So uh, him and I went and did some transition training and uh, I put him through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, what did Tom, did you, when's the last time you did an actual full stall in an airplane? It's probably been a while, and we did how many in that uh, in that van's RV? Uh, we did plenty. I guess we got about four or five of them. But you know, before the RV, uh, you know, I flew at a velocity. I was a I'm their test pilot and transition pilot. You can't stall a velocity, and believe me, I've tried. I mean, I I bring a, brought those up as high as I can, but the canard. The little wing in the front always stalls first, and it just—it's like a pogo stick. You just up and down, up and uh-huh. down, like we're hitting some waves in a boat, so it doesn't stall. Where a traditional airplane like Dennis and Iron were on Sunday, that kind of, that got my attention when it news dropped. You're out. like, whoa, <laughs> hey, what what happened? To- I said, what? Yeah, I said, what, what the heck? What, what's that all about? And, uh, you know, I don't do too many stalls that are trouble seven. So, uh, well, it didn't happen enough for you to second guess your transitioning. That didn't sound right. But, uh, but, you know, it was fun. I just was like, I I look, I can't wait to do it again. It was fun. I, uh, I'm i kind of jonesing. I want to fly the airplane today, but between the, the weather coming up and everything else and uh, getting the boat out of water and my neighbor Jeff next door getting his house already and his boat out of water, and I had to go tie down his Cirrus because he's in an older hangar. So I, I just ran out of time today. But actually, you know, it's gray outside, but I probably got about a – I don't know, I got about two, 3,000-foot ceiling with calm winds at the moment, so it would have been fun to go out today and, and just a little, little bit, but, you know, Mother Nature is not cooperating today. Right. Well, that's true. You know, once again, we're recording Just Plane Radio a couple days earlier than usual, so uh, it's, uh, you know, the calm before the storm. So next week, we'll either be here or we'll be a, a week or so delayed. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, and you can judge accordingly you know, to what that actually means, but hopefully we'll all be back. We'll all have our aircraft and we'll be flying as usual. You know, it'll take about, it'll be a couple days. Florida's going to be grounded. I mean, international airports are already pretty much shut down uh, or during near, near uh, close uh, to yeah, doing Tampa closes. Tampa closes today at 5. Mm-hmm. Orlando, at least our operations at United are doing a look and see right now, but probably they'll stay up until uh, 
probably at least lunchtime tomorrow, depending on the winds and stuff like that. But uh, right. getting back to Dennis and myself uh, last Sunday, it was great. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I mean, uh, so you're going to continue on with the transitioning. It was fun. I, just, I mean, we uh, got to come up with a better phrase because this people are going to get the wrong idea, Dennis. Well, it, it's transition training. Oh, and, okay. And, oh, so. Yeah, just so the word, I, had, the I word signed Tom off. He's good. <laughs> you got to be careful nowadays when you say the word trans. You I will. That's true. Idea. That's what I, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But well, it's at this point, Tom, training. the transition is over. You are competent and capable, and I have signed your logbook to that effect that you can fly that airplane by yourself. Now, if you want to continue getting additional training and fly with me, I'm always up for that. In fact, I encourage people to do what you did when you get a new airplane, or even if it's a plane you've flown before, fly with somebody else. That way you can learn the systems without uh, also trying to, you know, figure out everything and fly the plane for the first time. It's nice to have another pair of eyes to, you know, potentially spot problems or or right. help you with best practices. Well, you did an hour and a half. What, what are the minimums? Uh, that you had to do to make us there official? was no minimums it was just a matter of proficiency okay and so in in tom's case you know he had to get used to an airplane that you know flies a little bit different than the velocity it, it certainly is uh has a lot of power climbs very quickly and yeah. taming that and you know applying power gently on takeoff rolls instead of just slamming the throttle forward and waiting for the prop governor to catch up mm-hmm. uh makes you makes you go down the runway a little bit uh wonky is <laughs> a good way to put it right but smooth application of power and the airplane will just climb out and you're at pattern altitude by the end of the runway it's crazy how fast that thing will climb well none it. of this isn't required but it what it assists with what insurance maybe it it was required for his insurance. Okay, they wanted right. him to fly with an instructor prior to soloing the airplane himself. But did they give you a, a minimum hours, or did they just say you have to sign off like he's proficient in it at this point? Exactly. Okay, yeah, it gotcha. had to be proficiency-based. So as far as uh, Captain Tom as a student, under your tutelage, uh, you would give him a scale 1 to 10? He got three. No, he, he got an A on his grade book. <laughs> oh, you gave him he, he did a, very okay. well. A he didn't come grade. across right. as a know-it-all airline pilot who's no, you know, I've been flying longer than you've been alive, and or anything like that. No, nope. yeah. he was very respectful. Did you slide him, slide him a Benjamin and, uh, yeah. there? Uh, did you do anything to kind of grease the wheel there, Tom? Or no? Oh, well, yeah, I, you know, I offered the, the pay before he even got here. So get him some stone crabs or right something. Now, yeah, I got a lobster in the freezer. What do you think, Dennis? Yeah, but no. he, he did get he did get a nice uh, Mexican lunch out. Of okay, the well, look, see, he's working the system as you as you should. But and, uh, and that was a delicious lunch. I, I, that was uh, one of the better chimichangas I've had in a long time. But it wasn't it was connected better. to uh, his performance whatsoever, or what you expected no. out of him, Tom. Right? That uh, no. there was no pay for play kind of thing going on here. Just want to clarify that. KCFA is listening. And uh, we we know they they tend to. They've been watching me. You know, I I made some progress on my uh, medical certificate, gang. So I might be uh, up there training with Captain Dennis here uh, sooner as opposed to later. What do you think of that, Tom? Hell has officially frozen over. How about that? You want to know something? Actually, because of you and Dennis, I I just got off of a cruise. And a friend of mine, Dave, uh, he took some flying lessons like 35. 30, 32 years ago. And I yeah. kept talking about this. Well, you know, I got to, to this old fart named Greg. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. just learned how to fly. Yes. And he actually, still hope. You know, if Greg can do it, anybody can do it. Well, I'm glad my misfortunes are benefiting your friends' uh, entertainment when you're telling stories. All right. We'll just leave it at that for now. 
All right, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I let you in a little secret? A secret? Just you and me? <laughs> Sorry, that had to come out. Go on. I'm not going golfing. I'm taking my first flying lessons today. I always dreamed of being a pilot. Oh, Jay, that's fantastic. And I... I totally get it. I had a crush on the pilot who flew the crop duster back home. He had big, broad shoulders and a deep, husky voice that, in retrospect, could have been pesticide-related. Can you promise me sky that's trouble free and clear so it's safe for me to fly? This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me along. Captain Dennis and Scott from Aerox with us as well. He's been patiently standing by to tell us about something we mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show but we ran out of time to get into detail and we want to address that uh today on the big show and that involves well first off uh what's the name of the organization then we'll give the acronym dennis what is it it's called pals and that stands for it stands for patient airlift services okay uh, and that means that it, it, what it's like an angel flight type of uh, organization. Is that right, Scott? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're a volunteer pilot organization, and we fly all sorts of people in need. Uh, we're not an air ambulance, so we're not doing emergency missions or, or anything like that. But if somebody needs to get to a cancer treatment or to a uh, doctor's office, and it, it's far away, and sometimes you know airline travel is not feasible, or, or vehicle travel puts a big burden on the families, uh, we provide those. We provide that transportation through a network of about uh, four to five hundred pilots nice. uh, up and down the entire East Coast, and we do it uh, at our cost, and we donate our airplane and our time, and it's a it's a fantastic mission and i've had some great experiences as a result of it and you've been doing this for a while even before you got your money i assume is that right yeah i've been uh, i've been doing it for about six or seven years um and you know times times always uh always tight but uh whenever i can i make i make time to do these missions because uh you know they're they're wonderful people and they really appreciate what you're doing and you know these are the, these are the skills that I have to be able to make a difference and uh, and it does it makes a huge difference in people's lives when they can uh, they can hop on a private plane and go somewhere and not have to spend time in a car with kids and um, where it's really inconvenient or, or problematic for the family and it makes makes the best treatment um, accessible for them which which is the difference that we can make as pilots yeah yeah well i mean you know everyone that i've talked to that does this type of stuff um yeah they seem to get more out of it i think maybe even than the recipients it's just like it's better to give than receive kind of thing right i have some fantastic memories people that i've met uh, and we all do everybody that you talk to who does volunteer pilot flying they have a story. They're they're. It's very personal for us, um, and and honestly, it brings out the best of aviation. And you know, it's uh, it's it's a great group of people to just be around. Uh, you know, whether it's um, uh, Pal Skyhope or or uh, uh, pilots and paws. There's 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 you know literally 
Uh, I think there's over a hundred organizations in the U S that, that do this. Um, and it just, it's really the best of general aviation. I bet. Now, how does PALS work exactly from a logistic standpoint? What do you, when you volunteer to participate, do they like put you in a database and then when somebody has a need, uh, they, you know, pull it up. It's like, Hey, you know, Scott here is nearby. This guy needs a ride. And uh, that's kind of how it works or what? Yep. So we have a database of pilots with all of our locations. So my location is Naples airport. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there. And then when uh, every week I get an email with all of the missions and I can see kind of where everybody is and where they need to go. And I can self-select the missions that make the most sense for me. Or, you know, if I'm traveling and I, I, we, we, I can pick up a mission on the way home or whatever. Um, you know, we, we, it's all, pretty much automated and i get those emails uh weekly about that dennis are you part of this as well or working on it or what i haven't yet but now that i know somebody in the organization scott and i are going to work on getting my uh my application get in their system get through their training and whatever the requirements are right it just makes a lot of sense i mean i've got the airplane why would i not want to share that with you know somebody that could really benefit from it uh-huh and, and who uh screens the uh the recipients like you know i do I, well, i'd like a flight down for a cruise and i have but i don't think that's the same type of thing you're you're looking no, for. We, we, i thought you were going to say you're going to need to i'm going to need to grease those skids to let them let me into the group right well okay yeah Sure, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> we we have a we have a very um we we have a great back office. They interview the patients. They they get a doctor's recommendation. Uh, so we understand where they're going, why they need to be there, right? Uh, what benefit the uh, air transportation provides to them specifically, uh, and so we we vet them. Um, yeah, you know, be- before we before. Before Keep the we weasels like me out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they got some safeguards yep. in place for that. Yep. But uh, and, and we do veterans flights. Yep. Uh, we, you know, we do a lot of veterans flights. We've got some great relationships with, with some of the, the top veterans organizations. And, you know, this makes such a difference in their life too, because we do things like take them to, um, we have a program called Pals for Patriots and we take them to uh, major league baseball games. Oh, and, cool. you know, these are all wounded veterans who, um, you know, the feedback, what 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 I've heard from them is, hey, this just makes us feel normal. Yeah, you know, we we get to we get to hop in a plane and go see a ball ball game, and you know, just just kind of get out of that environment for a, for a couple of hours, and and it really it really means a lot to them um, when you know, when you hear them talk about what we do and it's well very you hear their story and you know everybody you know if you have a talent or something you can provide people that have served the country or have some kind of challenge that you know is uh you, you really feel for like i said everyone you talk to about that and i've done a little bit of stuff on different yep. avenues but you know it's always like i said it's better to give than receive when you hear those stories back like what their life was or you always come away with more than i think what you give you know what I mean? And, and and what I love about it as much as that is the cohort, the group of people who volunteer are just wonderful people. So I've got great friends in the pilot community and Dennis is going to become a part of that as soon as we get off this, uh, off this, <laughs> off this podcast. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just it's, a great group of people to be around, you yeah, know, uh, people who donate folks. their time and, yep. you know, from a, a business jets all the way down to 172s and, and we're all focused on the same thing, which is to help people. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to be around uh, such a such an amazing group of pilots. Yeah. Who, and, well, you find and, that and non pilots. We've got people who provide ground transportation and support our our passengers in other ways. So it's a it's an entire ecosystem of people. It's a who, great way uh, to network. Just on one mission. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing. You know, the the pilot community is is small, intimate. We all have that common bond of aviation and the enthusiasm for it. But but taken to another level like this. You can really connect with uh, people and end up making lifelong friendships because you exactly. you know you have that uh, shared common goal of wanting to give back a little bit. So that is the plan for you, Dennis. Right? Yes. Yes. I, I've is. been his charity case for at least the last year or two, <laughs> so it's time for him to progress into something more worthwhile, more no- noble. You hear what I'm saying? And we do have missions down here in Florida, so there's going to be plenty for him and I to do. All right. Well, we can do that. And, you know, my uh, needs will be uh, totally different and outside of the organization. So use it for for good. And uh, in your spare time, I'll abuse it accordingly. (laughs) That's that's how I'll look at it. Fair enough, Dennis. Right. Yeah. You'll you'll still do a great job of being parasitic drag. Okay. well, thank you. I think. Yeah. And uh, getting back to me. So, because uh, we got to, I guess we got to get back to it. You did have one last story you wanted to share. That is this supposed to be inspirational for me or not? Yeah, well, I guess uh, it's under the auspices of there's still hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran across an article just this week in General Aviation News about a woman who had soloed 30 years ago and just got her private pilot's license. Wow, so I might still you beat her. Still have a chance here. Well, uh, like I said, I made some uh, big progress on my third class medical this week, and next week we'll have an update for you. And uh, I, you know, I might be able to, I might be able to beat that thirty year window. We, we, we will see. In the well, meantime, in her case though, she didn't actually get away from aviation. She proceeded to build an entire airport in Tennessee, a little grass strip community airport, and it just took her that long to finally get back into finishing up. But she actually took her pilot's license in the airplane that she soloed. You know, oh. It was her own personal airplane, her and her husband. All right, so it just, just took her 30 years to get across the finish line. Yeah, and you just took the wind out of my sails. So I'll just have to deal with it and go at my own pace. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.